0: Hey neighbors, welcome back to The Flower House. I'm your host, Tamara. And I'm Christina. And together...
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Together we are nothing. (laughs) Uh, No, but seriously, together we're The Flower House. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Anyways, today we have such a special episode. I'm so excited. And I'm going to introduce it because Christina's going to do a lot of talking today.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs>
0: today is all about mothers. Yesterday was Mother's Day, and we have a lovely mother. Just playing. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lovely mother on the podcast, Christina. Christina. Is a mother to a beautiful three year old with the cutest hair and cutest face and cutest everything. Uh, That is my baby. Um, Christina just like birthed him and like he like looks like her and she like raises him in her free time. Um, (laughs) But he's really my child, okay? He is such
1: a superstar. So he wouldn't be a superstar if he was my kid. (laughs) No. No, you're hearing it wrong. You're hearing it
0: all wrong. He just (laughs) loves he loves attention, okay?
1: He he loves a lot of the same things you do.
0: Yeah, I I he's definitely my child. Yeah, he
1: is a lot like you.
0: Yeah, and he likes the same music as me. The music that's appropriate for him to listen to. I only send appropriate songs. So, yes, today is all about mothers, where we celebrate Mother's and Mother's Day. There are so many beautiful um, mothers that I would like to shout out, but I don't have all day. So, (laughs) well, I mean, your mom. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to shout out a couple. I'm going to shout out you, because I I think that you do such a a great job of being a mother. I know
1: it is tough. (laughs) I know it's because you hear me message you like every day about something that's happened and i'm like i didn't know this was part of this
0: <laughs> i didn't mean to sign up for this um but i think that you handled it really well it's so funny like listening to you on a voice message and and curls will come up to you and be like mommy this and you're like but you just wanted socks on why do you want them off now? And I can like, I can slowly hear you like losing your shit, but holding it together, I, I love it. It's, I mean, it's, it's, you're doing great.
1: Thank I don't you. know
0: if you hear that enough, but you, there's no way you hear it enough. You're doing great, okay? Girls is gonna turn out to be just this this perfect, this perfect young man. So uh, I'm so excited to see how he grows um, and how many more traits he's going to get for me. (laughs) Um, Of course, I would like to shout out my lovely mother. I will not name drop her because that seems like borderline illegal. (laughs) I love your mom. My mother is one of those people that is so good at being a mother. Literally everybody calls her mom. Like people that... People that are not her children, people that are not young enough to be her children, every everyone calls her mom because she's just like, she's one of those people that were just like born to be a mom.
1: Like that selfless, caring image yeah. that you have of like a mom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. And and your husband's mom is like that too. Okay. So Christina's mother-in-law or Christina's mom, however, I, I know you call her mom, but it's her mother-in-law. She is like a TV mom. Like, <laughs> if you look at TV and you're like, wow, that's is this a TV mom. Like, that is Christina's mother-in-law. <laughs> and and my, my mother is like, I don't know. It's like she should write a book on being a mom. But it's also, um, and don't take this the wrong way, mommy. I know you're listening. Um, it's also like one of those things It's like, Wow don't want to follow up that act. Um, I'll get a a plant. (laughs) But she's, she's really, she's really good at being a mom and she just adopts everyone. And she's like this endless fountain of love. And it's like, you're going to run out. Like, can you stop sharing with everybody? Like you can't call everybody your child. I'm your child. It's me and you have two other children, but it's, mainly me okay that's how i that's how i feel i'm primary i'm primary um concern as the youngest child i should be the favorite but i'm not but it's fine
1: (laughs) (laughs) it just shows how much you love your mom though that much and i mean i i love my my mom i have i have like three moms my mom my mother-in-law and i have a bonus mom so but i love all of them i mean they're all great Yes. I mean, I, I sound so insincere when I say that, but it's like, I don't want to give too much information because it's like borderline, like, I don't want to talk about them too much on, on the internet. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. I, <laughs> so I like, it.
1: They're great. I love them. I do though. Like, I, I feel like I don't say that enough to, about them or to them. You definitely don't say that you love your mom enough. After I became a mom, I realized I could never get tired of hearing I love you. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my my mom is really big on like, I love you, I love you, I love you, and I'm like, mom, can you can you break it down a little, just just a little, and she's like, here's all my love, yeah, and I'm like I'm like, oh my god, you should have had like seven more kids. <laughs> just kidding, we love all the love. It's it makes us feel nice and warm and cozy on the inside, and then of course I have to shout out my grandmother, just a fun woman. Yes. I i mean, I.
1: <laughs> the fun and spunky. She's. I,
0: I. It's just. It is absolutely crazy. The, the role models that I've I've been blessed to have, between my mother, my grandmother, my aunts. It's. It's like. Oh my goodness. It's. You get so many like incredible women around you, and you're like, wow. I came out of the coochie that came out of that coochie. Oh <laughs> <God. laughs> Great. <laughs>
1: I could have lived without hearing
0: that but you you know you just see all of these incredible women and and you're like wow these these people these women have my DNA I have their DNA and I am a continuation of their life my grandmother she's just is just the epitome of life. To be 90 years old, and I'm not going to call you out on the internet, grandma. I'm not. I'm not going to call you out like that. But to be 90 years old and have the amount of fun that she has. And to just
1: be like, I look good. I'm like, Yes, grandma. Yes, you do. I love hearing your grandma stories. They always make me smile and laugh because I always hope, like, I hope that I'm having that much fun and enjoying life at that age.
0: Yes. I mean, like, this woman is 90 years old, and she goes gambling. Yeah. At least once a month, okay? And I don't mean she goes and she's just like, let me just hobble over here. No, she walks, okay? She is out there living her best life, okay? It would be like, Grandma, like, I remember one weekend I came home, and I'm like, I'm like I'm coming home for the weekend to see you, Grandma, and she's like, right, I'll be home. Like, <laughs> she's like, I will see you when I get back, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> but it's just
1: she's like, yeah. I'm out here living my life. I don't know about you.
0: <laughs> exactly, it's great. I I, I could talk, call and talk to her, and you know, it's 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 nice having having someone where you can talk to, and and a lot of my aunts do this too, where. If I have a problem, not to say that I can't talk to my mother because she is so open and it's so inviting, but it's, it's nice to be able to kind of like skip that and just go to like your grandmother, your great aunts, and you're just like, I did this this weekend. Do, do you think I'm bad? <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, they're like, no, girl, when I was back at your age, I was, (laughs) you know, I was having a good time. I'm not going to tell you what they tell me, but, um, (laughs) but, you know, it's it's so nice to be able to have those people to go to to say, hey, I really need to have a conversation. I need I need advice. And I have those women that I can go to in my family. So I'm not going to go down the whole list. You know what? I can't even do it. I can't like, I can't just pick like two or three and not go down the whole list. And what I want to do instead is if you identify as an aunt of mine, as a mom of mine, as a mother of mine, because there are so many people that raised me, me, Christina's going to talk a lot this episode, 10 <laughs> minutes in. I'm, I'm still talking. talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. okay there's so many women incredible women that raised me blood related not blood related and th- those are my aunts those those are my friends those many my aunts those are my moms you know how many moms i've adopted those <laughs> i've got one mommy and like seven moms okay <laughs> uh, my grandmothers just just my great aunts, my aunts it's just incredible women that do remarkable things. They're so full of strength that I don't have the choice but to be like, it's gotta happen, we gotta make it happen. So I think that all of the all of the great things that you see in me is coming from them. Um, and lastly, I want to shout out one of my friends who I know also listens to the podcast and just had a baby at the beginning of this year a beautiful baby girl <laughs> yeah, she's so cute oh my goodness I, just, I can't wait to like meet her and like hold her like in person but congratulations on, on joining the mommy crew and anybody else that just if you're a mother you don't hear it enough but you're doing a great job unless you're not but most likely you are <laughs>
1: Unless you're not.
0: Like <laughs> I I mean there's some like I can't just like I don't want everybody just like take it is like I'm doing a great job. It's like, nah man, you, you left your kids in the car like four days in a row. <laughs> like you can't keep forgetting them in the car. Come on.
1: I will say that being a mom, you definitely
0: wait, pause. Not to say if you leave your kids in the car, you're a bad mom. But um uh, <laughs> um my mom left me in the car but I was old enough to get out. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd just like to hear what has been your experience as a mother. Who are the women that you pull from? And what's, what's the advice that you would give to a new mother?
1: Oh boy. So women I pull from, this is going to sound awful.
0: Is it me? I don't have any children.
1: I said it's gonna sound awful and you just volunteered yourself there like is it me am I the awful one (laughs) I would never
0: say that about you this is awful but I get all of my I pull from you as my example as a mother and I'm like I don't have any kids you probably shouldn't do that
1: I, I mean my it sounds awful because I don't have like a specific mother or person that I'm thinking of that I pull from. Like there's no one that comes directly to mind that I'm like, yes, this person has influenced me so much becoming a mom. There's there's several different people, whether it's good influence or bad influence. And I mean it as in like, okay, I've had this kind of relationship with this figure in my life and I didn't like the way they did XYZ when I was growing up. Or I did like the way they did X, Y, Z. And I tried to, like, remember that with my own child. So right. it's like, okay, how did that make me – it's a lot of backing up of, like, how did that make me feel growing up? Did it make me feel good? Cool. Then I want to have that same feeling. I want curls to have the same feeling. Did it make me feel bad or scared? I don't want to do that. Like, you know what I mean? And then your other question was, what what would I tell a new mom Yeah. So be easy on yourself. And I know a lot of people say that, like you see it all over Instagram, like take it easy, mama, or be easy on yourself. But after I had my son and I was like a brand new mom, I had really bad postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, and I didn't know it at the time. So I had really crazy thoughts in my head. I would stay up all night thinking my son hated me. It was really crazy. A lot of people don't know that, though, because I didn't want to admit that to anybody because no one wants to be like, you know, you go out with your new baby and everybody is like, oh, you guys look so beautiful together. You look great. Oh, he's gorgeous. You know what I mean? And it's all like this um, positive stuff.
0: Not everybody gets that he's gorgeous. I'll just let you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you say You say stuff like that. <laughs>
0: I do because he is, but I'm just saying not everybody's cake is that. Oh damn!
1: But like you go out and you get all this positive like feedback and a lot of people ask questions like, is he sleeping through the night? How is he eating? How is this? How is that? And a lot of it's baby related, which is fine. But you don't get very many questions about like, well, how are you sleeping? How are you doing? Like, it's a lot. How are you adjusting to being a mom? Like, And if anybody even asked me that, which I'm sure I had friends who asked me, I would just be like, oh, you know, it's, it's fine. It's pretty stressful, you know, but it's fine. When in reality, I go home and I'd be up all night, like thinking, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible mom. He hates me. I don't know what I'm doing. And I didn't even realize at the time, it wasn't until he was after a year old when I realized, oh my God, I have postpartum depression. That's what's wrong. It took a whole year (laughs) for me to realize (laughs) what was happening. And I remember talking to the doctor and, you know, you have your postpartum appointment like six weeks after you have a baby. Right. And I went in and they were just like, "Oh, well, how are you feeling? And I told them like, well, you know, overall, I'm okay. Everything's okay. I said, but, you know, I'm just, it's just been a struggle kind of. And they're like, well, it might be just the baby blues, you know, and they're just kind of like, you know, if, it, if you feel like, you know, you're going to harm yourself or your baby, you know, let us know. And it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not like at that point, you know, I'm not like that. I would never harm my son, but I didn't realize it till a whole year later that some women do get to that point. And it's not that they don't love their child necessarily, but it's a condition that can make them where they can't connect with them. And they end up, it's really awful. Like I heard of this one mom who she couldn't connect to her child at all to the point where she's like, she, she wanted this child. Like she was excited the whole time she was pregnant, but because her postpartum depression was so bad once she had her baby, she didn't want anything to do with him. And she felt so guilty about it. Cause she's like, I don't understand because I wanted to get pregnant. I wanted to have a baby and I want to love him. And she's like, I don't understand what, what's happening to me. And so it's a really scary thing that I feel like people don't talk about enough. Like that's why I didn't know it was happening at the right. time because I'm like, oh, I'm such an awful mother for feeling like, my son doesn't love me. Obviously, he loves me. He smiles at me and, you know, I'm his mom. Of course he loves me, but. You're
0: like his favorite human.
1: <laughs> and it's so funny because moms are so hard on themselves like that. And so if you if you are a stranger, like, listening to this and you know a mom in your life, in, in, like, a new mom or any mom in your life, a friend, a coworker, I feel like just please don't say anything negative to them without really thinking about if you think it'll benefit them or not because moms are so hard on themselves at least I feel like any mom I know I know I am like I'm always hard on myself even now he's three and a half and I there's still times I'm like oh man he's going through a phase right now where he's going through the why phase oh no I thought crying when he was little, walking around at 2 a.m. while he was crying was bad. It was. This is also hard <laughs> and a totally different. So I'm an introvert. I don't like talking all day. I like peace and quiet. And now I have a son who asked me, mommy, 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 why, 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 why? You can answer his question and it will still be why. <laughs> it's insanity. Like, I feel like he brings me all the way to the edge of insanity. Mentally, it's so mentally exhausting to all day from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed for them to just talk nonstop. And it sounds mean. No. It's hard. But there's days that even after all the million whys and I'm finally like, because that's just how it is. And then it's quiet. And I think, oh, man, I should have just answered his question one more time. Like, you know, you always go back to like, I should have did this better. I should have done that better. And as a mom, you're always you're still learning. Like, I actually told Curls tonight. I forgot exactly what happened. But I ended up telling him something like, you know, I'm I'm still a new mommy. And I'm still learning a lot. If you could just be patient with me. (laughs) and he's like yeah but anyways I just kind of rambled off there it's new moms it is forever a learning experience so don't be hard on yourself you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna do things that you regret but your child will they're always gonna love you
0: yeah just make sure they're fed
1: and that's like a whole new th- other thing. Here comes another rambling thing. My son is the pickiest eater ever. So making sure he's fat is really hard.
0: It is. That is a fact.
1: <laughs> it's just so funny because we have taken him to the doctors. We have talked to different people. It's just a phase, I guess, that we have to eventually get through. And in the meantime, we are like, Bent down to his will to just try to get him to eat anything. And I never thought that I would have a kid who would literally starve himself if he doesn't get food that he will eat, like, texture-wise and stuff. Like, he has a lot of issues with things like that.
0: He is the strongest-willed person that I know. Yes. Not even a three-year-old person. He is so strong-willed. It is absolutely insane.
1: It is. And I'm not kidding. I'm not joking when I say he would rather starve himself. He would. He will. He will starve himself. He
0: he literally will. This is not a joke.
1: So that's why it's so stressful because another thing is like, you know, you get a lot of advice. Well, like, well, if you feed them everything, like the right foods, you know, eventually they'll eat when they're hungry. That is a lie because I have tested (laughs) that theory. It does not work with all kids. That is true. And then there's a constant battle with like other issues where you have like a pediatrician telling you, well, you need to do this with your kid, and then you take them to a specialist, and the specialist like, absolutely not, don't do that. This is going to make it worse. So then you're like, well, now I have to find a new pediatrician. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's it's true when they say like mom's intuition and moms know best. They don't obviously like I'd we take him to doctors and specialists because I don't know what's best, you know, I'm trying to figure (laughs) it out, but you know, mommy gut is a thing and everybody's trying so hard to get their kids to like grow up quickly. Like they need to meet this milestone. They need to do this. They need to be potty trained by this age. They need to be eating this. And it's like really stressful, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like let's, how can we add more stress on moms?
0: (laughs) It's easy. Just give them a new metric.
1: (laughs) Yeah. For real. But there's
0: no job if your child's not asleep by six (laughs) PM. Yeah. (laughs) All mothers freak out, Oh my god, my baby doesn't go to sleep till at least seven. It's just
1: that's it's just funny because everybody's family dynamic is different. Everybody's schedules are different. And I do believe that some kids are morning people like it's a thing a morning people and night night people right and I think it applies to children too so sure maybe some babies might do better going to bed at 6 p.m and that's fine if it works for them and then maybe some babies do better going to bed at 9 p.m and you know what if it works for that family then it's not really anybody else's business (laughs) this is true (laughs) so yeah, that was like a, a long rant there about but being a mom is really hard and I feel like a lot of times people are like, well, well you chose to be a mom. You chose this life. And it's like, yes. By
0: accident. But no. <laughs> but no, I was like- just trying to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: God. It's no it's more like yes i chose this life but it doesn't mean i have to love everything about it you know people choose their jobs or their careers it doesn't mean they can't have things that they don't like about it or like things that they can't feel like venting about you know what i mean like people are free to not love everything about something
0: that is so true
1: like like work and having a kid like people are like well you chose to do this so you should be fine with it and It's not like that. It's not. It's not.
0: (laughs) There's no, like, set guideline on, like, this is what your job is going to incorporate. Like, you're literally just given, like, this little bundle. And they're, like, it's going to grow into a human. Like, (laughs) it'll be an adult one day. And then you just, like, so what do I do with it? And they're, like, give it milk. And then you're, like, what do I do next? Figure it
1: out. Like, (laughs) there's no instruction manual that they give you and you have to figure out like how to care for them physically and and we took baby classes before we had our son we took like all the the, all the courses and nothing could have prepared us and it's not just like raising them physically but you're like raising their emotional well-being and confidence and all of that and that part is the part where it's like, okay, now this is tricky because you don't want to say this because it may sound innocent, but that could be emotionally damaging. It's like, oh, well, I don't want to emotionally damage my child. Like, you know what I That's mean? So true.
0: That is so true. And you have to like mentally erase them too because there's some people that their sons are out here saying really stupid things like
1: as adults.
0: Yeah like, like that's, that's the, the part, part
1: that you're dealing with
0: <laughs> that's the part that I deal with so so it's like you're you're doing the hard work up front so then he'll be a good good man when he's grown or someone's mm-hmm. daughter or son whatever he chooses
1: whatever he chooses I think a big part of being a mom too I realize this after you have your kid and this is something that never clicked until after I had my son But after I had my son and I started raising him, I realized, like, my own, like, emotional – I don't know how to say it. Like, your own emotional intelligence and everything that you were as, like, a child, and now you're applying it to your child. So it's kind of, like, relearning a lot of things in a different way. I think they call it, like, generational trauma or something like that. I don't, know. I don't know the right word for it.
0: That is definitely the right word.
1: But I'm it's, it's basically me. like, you know, you were raised a way that you don't want to raise like your own child. So you're trying to like learn this whole path of like how to raise your child that's completely different, like how you were raised.
0: Breaking the cycle.
1: Right. Breaking the cycle. And that's really hard because you're trying to teach them things like um, how to handle their emotions and stuff that you weren't taught. So now you're a grown adult trying to, like, remember, like, how to handle your own emotions, but you're also trying to teach your (laughs) three-year-old. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely a learning process for both, like, a parent and a kid. So give yourself some grace. And it is hard, but, oh, my gosh, it is so worth it to wake up in the morning. It's a lie.
0: Okay. All mothers say this. And after, I I refuse to believe it because I see me as an adult now. And like, it might feel worth it for like the first five years. And then like after, after like year eight, you're like, shit, this project. Sucks. I guess I should have another one. And then you are just stuck with me as like your adult child. And you're like, ah, shit.
1: It won't shut up. I, I I will say, I will never be that person that's like, you should have kids. It's great. No, no. (laughs) If you enjoy having your freedom, if you enjoy having silence, if you enjoy being able to just up and go, don't have kids. And I don't mean that like, (laughs) or or a wife, like, I I don't want to be that person that's like, you should have kids. I did it. It's great. No, I don't believe that at all. I know I hear that a lot where people are like, or you should have more. No, 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 no. I don't think everybody should have kids. It's really hard. And I tell this to Tamara all the time. I'll say, don't have kids. I'll tell her something that my son did. I'm like, don't you have kids? And I, I you know, obviously if she did have kids, I wouldn't be over here like, I told you not to have kids. I, I would be what excited for her. Yeah, I'd be excited for her. But I feel like there's a lot of pressure and like, you should have kids. And no, don't do it unless it's something you want to do because it is hard. It is the hardest thing. I worked two jobs before and it is, I had more free time then than I do now and it was a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs)
0: One thing, one thing I do want to add, um, where on to Christine is like, you don't have to have kids. Like, that's not an obligation as a woman to have children. But onto that, I want to add, not everyone deserves kids. Some people just, will not do right by children and children are like these little bundles of like joy and and you can like raise them and shape them into like these beautiful beings and there's so much that i guess you could call children like a blessing i know they don't feel like that all the time but it's just like so nice (laughs) to have that little piece of joy and you're like wow this is this is mine but it's really important to know like don't push having children on everyone because not everyone deserves children. There are a lot of children that go through things that they don't, they shouldn't have to go through just because someone that did not deserve to have or raise children is raising them.
1: And don't push children on people too, because there's a lot of people out there who want children and can't have them. Yeah, that's true too. It's like nobody's yeah just don't push children on anybody like
0: (laughs) exactly mind your own uterus bitch (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) and if you don't have
0: a uterus then that should tell you something too
1: i have so many more friends who don't have kids than friends who do have kids and i love all of my friends equally whether they have kids or don't have kids just because i have a kid now
0: equally
1: okay Tamara, you're my co-host on the podcast. Okay. I don't I don't mean I'm like,
0: I'm like you love all of your friends equally <laughs> I'm canceling this show now <laughs> started up with somebody else I'm
1: <laughs> Someone who appreciates me and values me more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like whether you have a kid or not, that doesn't affect like if I like you more as a friend or not. Like that doesn't you know that doesn't matter and I think all family sizes is a good family size if it works for you. So I think we should move on to our good news minute.
0: Yeah. Are you going to share this one? I know you yeah. really enjoyed this one.
1: Yes. So there is a salon out called In Vogue Salon, and they have nights called Beer and Braids. And it's a daughter-daddy night where they have one-on-one coaching for the dads, where they teach them how to do different looks for their daughter's hair. And I just think that's so sweet because, you know, like daddy's girl and her having her dad do her hair, that is such a special time where they can just sit down and learn how to do a hairstyle for their daughter. And I have to say, like, just learning one hairstyle for your daughter and taking the time to do it with her would mean so much more to her than any toy you could get.
0: That is so true.
1: Like, they're going to remember those times. And when they get older, they're going to realize like, wow, my dad learned how to do this. Let me just go ahead and say, I still can't really braid hair. <laughs> like I still struggle with it. So the idea these, that these dads are learning how to do that is super special.
0: So fun fact, I know this is not Father's Day, it's Mother's Day. Um, but so I don't, I'm sure you remember, I used to wear my hair in like a huge Afro. And yes. Fun fact, whenever I wore my hair like that, my dad would pick it out for me. So he would actually comb it out so that it would look like that and like pat it down and make it look right
1: um, when I wear it.
0: Because I just could not get it right. And he'd be like, all right, sit down. Let me pick out your hair.
1: And he had the special Midas touch to get it just right.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Aww, that's so so sweet. it, It
0: definitely makes an impact. So go learn how to braid with the beard, guys.
1: Yes. I think that um, we're done here and we will see you guys next week in the flower house.
0: (laughs) Bye.